Hey, how's it going? This is Rodi's Podcast, a new podcast that I started that will be focusing and reviewing the media's interpretation on coronavirus or COVID-19, in addition to citizens' reaction to COVID-19 and what they are doing to combat this and how it affects them as well. Obviously, this has a lot of direct relationships and many other topics that are happening currently in our country. I just want to make this clear that I'm just here to, you know, have an interpretation and a very nice discussion with, you know, obviously, like, what the people are noticing, what the people are seeing, and what is being put out in the media. So, before we get started, let's put out some disclaimers, let's get to know a little bit about me. So, the whole point of this podcast, other than, you know, to stop talking to myself and having these internal arguments um, in my head is to branch out and to really ask people more, I guess, critical questions. Because even though it is very easy to get access to this information, I think people are being a little too impressionable and people are starting to go based off of reactions rather than critical analysis. So with that being said, what I'm getting at with this is that I just want people to make better decisions. I want people to make better decisions on the information they're given. Even if it is the same decision, I want you to make that decision that is based off of the information that you have currently reviewed. And not from this podcast, but of course, for you to be self-taught and for you to be a better person, to be a better analysis when information like this comes out. So that way you can make those better decisions and really ask yourself, am I what I'm doing? Am I what I'm saying is really worth it? Um, I have bounced around the idea of starting a podcast myself um, just because of the simple idea that I just really didn't think that my opinion was important enough or, you know, had the relevance to make a lot of change or to make really a lot of eyebrows, you know, like raise into the idea that what I'm saying actually has like, you know, some fallacy. I mean, doesn't have too much of a fallacy to it. But I think that I can come here with a well-crafted, you know, idea, a well-crafted thought so I can at least make a opinion so you guys can really come off of this and learn something from this. Again, I'm all about like, you know, learning and self and people should be self-learning. So this is just a model interpretation of what's going on with any direct links to COVID-19. That is the whole point of this project. Um, and also to, you know analyze and question the authority and the people that speak on these media outlets. So in addition, I do want this to be a weekly thing. Um, reviewing these topics that I mentioned earlier, it would be pretty interesting if I can get people to, you know, to obviously comment or to even want to question or even directly challenge me because no, regardless of what I do, even if I am quote unquote in the writer speaking the, the, the truth, LOL, I will gloss over information. I will, I will not accurately represent every side of the story. It's, it's going to happen, like regardless, um, just naturally or any person. So it would be pretty interesting if you guys would, you know, you know, correct me, let me know what I'm doing wrong or let me know what I didn't say. So that way, you know, when we do have to rediscuss this, you know, I'm speaking with I'm speaking with a more open eye and speaking with a more open lens because right now this is new. So I'm speaking on really my thought and I'm speaking on my research. I'm speaking on my authority, which is not much authority. My only authority that I have is I'm able to record myself. Point blank period. So the topics I am going to be discussing today is going to be on the George Floyd protest and obviously how it affects and its relationship with the U.S. citizens and with COVID-19. And that will be talking about like 
the possible second wave that can happen with COVID-19, how the effectiveness of COVID-19, I mean, of how the effectiveness, I mean, of the protests will basically make the result in, you know, making racial justice for everyone. And then lastly, I guess, like, just my closing thoughts on these two, like, you know, on on these two things. So getting into this, getting into this. So Twitter, 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 Instagram, Facebook, all this other stuff. I need you guys to understand something when you look at this information. Even though these these videos, these, these videos, these comments that you see, they're, they are, they are, what is the word I'm looking for? They are a lens. They are an eye that you're looking through. So you have the incredible ability to look through someone else's eyes to see what they are seeing, even though you are hundreds of miles away from them or wherever, how far or how close you are to them pretty amazing what we can do with technology now it's pretty amazing with the information that we can get in just just in moments just in seconds like i can know what's happening right now in australia from the u.s you know with my access to the internet the internet is a very powerful source public media and you know you know and media outlets are very powerful with getting this information out so the reason why i say this is because the protest and the people that speak on the protest do not do not share the information that is that is important. And that is that they do not bring up the awareness of COVID-19. COVID-19 or coronavirus is a still very apparent disease, is a very apparent, I mean apparent LOL epidemic that is a that is affecting everyone. So there is going to be, so I'm not going to like cookie cut around the bush or anything. I think I just need to say this honestly with just the most upfront clarity and, you know, really without just getting to getting like getting to what's the word, I guess the sugar coating it, this protest in itself is killing a lot of people. It's killing a lot of people. It's harming a lot of people. Actually, I am going to sugarcoat a little bit. Let's just stick with just harming people. It is harming people. The reason why is because while talking about the direct effects of the protest itself and other with just COVID-19 is that it's not stopping the spread. COVID-19 is highly contagious. It's, it's borderline a plague. So because of how, because of how, because of how contagious it is, it is very dangerous to be in contact of another human or even the surface or even the hardline surfaces from what a human has touched. The protest is literally a breeding ground for this virus to go crazy. It is literally it is it is literally a, a, a club full full of like underage teen I mean underage teenagers that are, you know, making these risky ass choices with these pedophiles and all that other stuff. LOL. Like it's just a breeding ground of just of just risky results that will happen. And with that being said, I mean you're when you go out here when you do protest for the life of George Floyd and you protest for, you know, the rights of black of the black community you're you have to remember that you are risking the black community and you're risking the cause of George Floyd because you're putting yourself in orange way you're one less fighter able to protect I mean in order to you know 
you know, to stand for the social injustice of racism and police brutality. You're endangering other people as well, because the whole point of COVID-19's awareness is that we're basically treating it if, as everyone has it because of how powerfully contagious it is. So what I mean by that and what the metal and what, you know, medical media outlets are trying to put out there from at least what I have interpreted is that stop it is the stopping the spread of the disease you have to you have to basically have the thought in your head when you leave your apartment you leave your home wherever you're leaving from that you have been infected with COVID-19 so it is your job and your duty to make sure you do not contaminate other people and you do not contaminate other surfaces when you scratch yourself when you, I mean, when you scratch like your face or when you rub your face or when you rub your armpits or or you smell your ass because, you know, you don't think you like wiped it clear, like cleanly after using the bathroom or something, you 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 have came in contact of potentially COVID-19. So and also any other disgusting like, you know, germs or bacteria or poop particles on your like underneath your fingernails. So you have to disinfect. You have to disinfect your hands. You have to disinfect like up to your forearm or whatever, whatever you feel is necessary or anal to, no pun intended, to, you know, clean yourself. That's what you have to do. It is, it is your just, I mean, it is your duty. It is, it is what you need to do in order to protect yourself. Um, because you could be potentially killing your fighters, killing the people that are on your side. Um, when you go to these protests, because these protests have giant mobs. These protests are, are like deeper than fucking bloods and cribs rolling up in like Compton, like, you know, neighborhoods, like, LOL, like you guys are riding in deep and Rona is literally like breakdancing in the middle of it. Like y'all need to protect yourselves. Like you need to make sure that you stop the spread of coronavirus because in doing this, you're defeating the cause and you will defeat yourself. Because who can fight for racial injustice if the only fighters there are contaminating each other? It is, it's crazy. If you are, if you are a skeptic that, that coronavirus was made to weaken the black community, this is like, obviously the, this is like the time, LOL, to let that skepticism like go up to like fucking 290,000%. Like, Come on now, like, if you feel that the coronavirus was created by the government to destroy black communities and neighborhoods, then guess what? You need to basically get the fuck away from any other black person so that way you can protect your fighters. Like, come on now, like, like, if you are a skeptic or if you are a person that is, you know, knowledgeable of the of the medical field or keep up with the Twitter alerts or keep up with, you know, the coronavirus updates, you need to be protecting yourself. What is the good of having this information if you don't do anything with it, if you don't do anything effective with it? That, and also that is, you know, to rebuttal like some of my points about the whole podcast in itself. Like, as I do criticize about the whole idea about, you know, this, about this protest and everything in, you know, the podcast myself, which is reviewing and focusing the media's interpretation on coronavirus, you need to understand the author's intent. You need to understand the author's the author's point in their provocative where they're coming from. If it's to stop the spread, you need to stop the spread. You need to consider yourself as a potential vector. Um, so, I mean, there's that, that. There really is no much of an argument to be made. You can be on the... I mean, if you want to be on the fence of, well, I mean, I gotta die, what's it called, to show them that, 
my freedom is worth fighting for. You can die. You can die. But every but if you let other people from the media outlets saying it's worth dying to get my justice, these other people are going to be impressionable enough just as you to allow themselves to die for this cause. And what happens when you start dying by the tens or the hundreds or the thousands? Like, you're going to be losing men and women and children and people that can potentially save these people. People that could have the, the necessary idea to stop the racial injustice. Or people that have the answers. Like, like this isn't the answer. This isn't the answer. The protest needs to happen at a much smaller scale. I know it defeats the purpose of having a protest because the whole point of a protest is that you show that you have people that are willing to support you. But we live in a digital age. We live in a digital age. Numbers are on your side from people that are hundreds of miles away from you. There are people that you have never seen their face and they agree with you. They agree with your points and they agree with what you're thinking. So you need to take the fight to a battleground that is that will support you and defend you. And that is the digital age. That is what we need to do. I very much agree with that idea because just how we're doing now, doctors, like doctors, people that work from home, they're still able to support their businesses because they work from home. They're not in that environment. We send emails to each other. We make work calls. We make Zoom calls. Teachers are able to teach students and they're still, and they're still able to pass because they do Zoom meetings or whatever. So you can't, you can't give coronavirus to someone if you're not even in their classroom. Like That's basically just all that I'm saying that you need to consider the battleground if you are going to do these protests. Um, that is just honestly that, like, just really protect yourself, just really protect yourself, um, you know, and protect the cause that you're doing. Just like, like I said before with teachers, teachers are trying to educate. So educate from afar. Doctors are trying to help people get better. Do what's necessary to protect yourself and, you know, make your conferences or whatever far as possible as, you know, humanly possible. So that way, you know, you can get the job done. That is just really all. Yeah, that's it. That's really just honestly all that I'm just really saying. Like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to come up here and be objective and like, oh, no, y'all fuckers are like nasty. Like, I mean, yeah, like we have to to treat ourselves like that. That's what the media from at least from the FD, you know, from, you know, from the FDA or the FDC or the CDC. That's all they're just trying to do. They just want us to protect ourselves. That's just that's just that. And that argument, at least with like coronavirus. And rolling on to that, which is the next topic that I really want to discuss on, which is where this battle is being taken place with. So even though not too long ago in this podcast, I just said that we need to take this battle to a location where we have the battlefield on our side. I'm going to very slightly take away what I just said, but add in another strategy to, of course, effectively still do the same thing in order to protect ourselves. And... That is essentially just honestly that you need to take the battle honestly to where this happened. So I, I'm going to read off like a couple of arguments that people make about this because I already know this is the part where people are not going to agree with me with. Like no matter how, like no matter, no matter like how I say, no matter the language that I give, um, people are going to argue with me on this regardless. And that is you can't like you need to make sure every you can't be silenced being silenced allows people to keep doing this or not fighting will not will will not you know win the battle and you know and all that other stuff so basically saying if you don't pro so what they're saying is if you don't protest 
then you're letting them win the fight. And I just, I highly disagree with that. I disagree with that because, uh, because of, of the fact that it's harming yourself. Just like with my last argument, you're harming yourself. So with this being said, not talking about coronavirus, the protest is violent. The protest is violent. We're not going to ignore this fact. And if you want to ignore me, I mean, if you want, if you want to ignore my opinion and you don't want to believe my opinion, you need to turn on the news right now. You need to do a quick um, Google search of protests is happening. There is rioting happening. There is loot. There is looting happening in stores. This is hurting black communities. This is hurting like communities with white persons as well as black persons themselves. Like that, that is just honestly what is happening. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand in my head. And I, I really want to know. I really want, this is where I want the discussion to come in. I really want to know what is the outcome? What is the good that will come out of destroying your community source of food during a pandemic? What are you doing to protect yourself and to protect your community if you get rid of viable food sources? Like, uh, there are people that have told me that, okay, you shouldn't be just in the way people are looting because, you know, you have to understand they're doing this to, like, make an example. Making an example of taking people's income. Like, I understand, like, if I'm an essential worker or if someone else is an essential worker, they don't have to protect, like, the merchandise. It's not your job to protect the merchandise. It's the security guards or whoever the fuck job it is. Or if it is no one job, then fuck, it's no one job. But... The problem I see with this argument is that if you can't sell merchandise, you can't make money. Your money comes from, like, you know, the merchandise that you sell. Your, your companies of essential workers have to meet sales goals. They have to meet sales goals to keep getting money so workers can get hours. If you don't make enough money for sales, then you can't give workers hours or the amount of hours that they desire in order, you know, to function, in order to get the pay that they need. So that's basically, that's all that I'm getting at. Like, you, like, you know, harming coworkers, harming coworkers, you know, right to work is, 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 it doesn't help the situation because look at the evidence. Like, I don't really see, like, another argument around it to where there's no negative. Like, the pandemic has already made a lot of businesses unable to do their jobs. Like the only essential stores like can be open. And so it's, it's basically like it's, they're just limited quantities. There's limited quantities of places that you can go to get food. So with that being said, if you destroy, if you steal the merchandise of even the black population's ability to eat, you're 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 destroying your own. You're isn't there a quote like isn't there a quote about that like you know like isn't there like that in 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 like war strategies like you know the war strategy that if you destroy their supplies then they not they won't be strong enough to fight. Like this is we're borderline doing the same thing to each other. We're borderline just destroying our own supply in order for us to fight. We're going to run out of fuel. We're not going to be able to do this for long. Like, these protests, they're not getting us anywhere if they're going to be this violent. That is that is the argument that I am making, at least with this topic. And from what the media has described, as in there is no peace. I mean, there, 
um, no justice, no peace. Well, guess what? No stores, no food. Like, okay. So, like, where are you getting at? You have to disturb the peace of states that are not even, like, remotely close to the situation. Like, I'm currently out in California when this problem has started over in Minneapolis. Why does my, why does the city I have to live in have to suffer for, for your cause? I just don't understand. Like, and this isn't, I'm not trying to sound empathetic or anything, but please fight. Like, please fight. For the Eric Gardner situation, it did not have to escalate. I mean, it didn't escalate to the point where like, oh, we have to destroy this place because we have to show that, you know, black people are getting sick and tired of the, like, it didn't escalate that far. And guess what? That guy got arrested. That cop was arrested. His due process was made. He he got what he deserved. Yeah, it took a lot of fighting, but it, it definitely got there. And this is not the strategy to do that because we're hurting ourselves. Like, just as I just got my Uber Eats, like, not too long ago, you can't, like, I can't even order food after a certain time anymore. Like... If I don't get any food, like, before, like, 5 or 8 or whatever the fuck the time period is, I'm shit out of luck. Like, I'm not getting food. And, look, I'm being personal here. I'm a, I'm like, I'm already, like, a hungry-ass fuck. So, if you tell me that I can't do something because I can't eat, I already do not like you, LOL. Like, you already have, like eliminated the idea of me being able to cooperate with you because I can't even fucking eat. Like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, no, like, no, I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to join, like, your violence, especially if it's going to take away my ability to eat. It's going to infringe on my right to, you know, like, do my job. And I say this as an essential worker myself. I say this as a customer to, you know, I say this as a shopper to getting essential goods that I need. I say this as a citizen that came and walk around my what used to be a peaceful neighborhood. I can't do that no more because of this protest. This protest has allowed people to be made to be to me oppression. I mean, oppressionable. People are now becoming so impressionable or impressionative to believe that they have to fight in places where the fight doesn't even belong in. What is the good of affecting your own your own combatants? If they can't eat, like, like, w- like, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, I've been looking at a few videos and yeah, this is pretty vague because the whole idea of the podcast is that, you know, honestly, I'm supposed to like take what you guys like show me and then make like a, make an argument or a case, honestly interpret the situation and just tell you what I think about it. But because this is the first podcast, obviously I can't do that. So I have to do it myself. And I'm quite lazy. So I sometimes don't like to like, you know, do that research. And <laughs> LOL. So I'm kind of going off the top of my head um, about what I have noticed in the media lately. But people are saying that, you know, it's worth dying for. It, okay, fine. It could be worth you dying. But like I said before about coronavirus and how it affects protests. It's not worth dying if you're not, if you're, like, it's not worth dying if you're also dying. Like, why would you die in vain of a cause? Why would you die, why would you die in vain? Because that person can die in vain. Everyone can die in vain. And, I mean, the reason how come I'm saying this is because just look at the effect of, like, what the media has done already. Like, we have made the singular group of people that are protesting against this, against this area, against this location. And guess what? Now it's, like, happening nationwide. Like, 
just like that influence alone, that influence alone is making people become, making people become and act like criminals. Like, come on, like, I just don't understand, like, the argument that is being made here is very hard to, like, justify what these people are saying over Twitter. I'm pretty sure if I had a, a personal conversation with them, I would get a much different response um, from, like, some of these people that are sharing their thoughts about, like, you know, this whole protesting. But it, but, but, but what it sounds like is that it's just to incite violence. People do say, like, over these videos, when reporters walk up to these protesters, they say, like, you know, it's not about being violent, but, you know, we got to disturb the peace. We got to show them that we're not we're not going to let them, like, you know, have their way. But it is to incite violence. It is. These police officers are not just going to randomly shoot at you just because you're protesting. I'm looking at the videos. Like, I'm not being biased here when I say this. Like, people are getting in police officers' faces. They're, they're violating, they're violating, like, the safety practices from COVID-19 of the FDA and the CDC. Like, I mean, not, why do I keep bringing up the FDA? Like, the FDA has, like, some type of authority in this. I'm, I'm trying to say, like, I think it is just the CDC. Like, LOL. Forgive my, like, I'm being retarded right now. But they're violating, like, you know, the safety, like, the social distancing that we have to provide. How is yelling in someone's face going to stop them from getting coronavirus? I understand that they're, like, you know, they're your opponent, but come on, like, your opponent has the disease if, if you had it and then you gave it to them. So all you're going to do is just potentially create them, make them a vector so that way they can, you know, destroy the combatants that don't have it. So that's just really all that I'm saying. Like, the reason how come I don't understand the cause is because it's hurting the cause. It's hurting the people that are exactly for it. It's a, domino, it's a self-destroying domino effect that I just don't understand. And it's now affecting me. I'm a black person. I'm a black person that is for the, that's for the cause. But because of how it's affecting me in my life, I'm going to have to sadly, like, just sit out. I'm going to have to sadly not be a part of these protests. I mean, I was never going to protest. I mean, I was just going to be in favor or whatever and just tell people, oh, my God, whatever. But I'm not in favor of the cause. I'm not in favor of the protest. I mean, I'm in favor of the cause. I'm not in favor of the protest because it's affecting me to do things that are essential to myself. Like, I can't even go out and eat. Like, come on, like, are you serious? I can't even go outside anymore. Like, coronavirus already had it, like, already made it bad enough to where I need a work permit just to, like, you know, walk home late from work. Now you mean to tell me that I have to get home, like, by 3 p.m., you know, from work, and there's nothing open on my way back from work to home? Like, come on, like, like, cut me a fucking break. Like, damn. Um... Yeah, but I think that's just more, like, getting a little more, I guess, like, I, I mean, that's getting a little more, like, you know, personal, like, you know, really talking about me, but I feel like I am speaking on, like, the general population when I make this, when I make this statement, when I make this, when I, when I speak my opinion, like, I'm not saying it's just because, like, I just don't like the movement, or I just don't like, or I just don't like how people are going about it. It is hurting. It is hurting the community. It's hurting me. I'm seeing it because it's hurting me. And I'm seeing it because it's hurting other people. There are people telling me at my job that I'm so happy that you guys are open because there's no stores open by me. I had to Uber here like 30 minutes away from my place just to get food. Like there was nothing open around me. Like these people are starving and these people have children. Like come on. Like whether like they're on your side or they're against your side, you're hurting both parties. You're, you're self-destroying, you're self-destroying, you're self-destructing, and it's just not healthy for the community in the sense of 
it's not like we're already like killing ourselves with this whole well harming ourselves because of this whole COVID-19 thing and not practicing the necessary steps to protect ourselves from it but we're not protecting ourselves from the racial injustice because we're allowing this to affect even black owned businesses or black owned or or black owned employees or I mean not black owned or black employees like that's basically what I'm saying I'm a black employee like come on if you get rid of my job I can't even eat like come on like let's not do that to me like come on how am I supposed to fight without a leg um, but lastly, what I want to get on is because we can't ignore this fact. We can't ignore the fact of, of George Floyd. I, I know that this, that this protest is not fully about George Floyd. George Floyd is just the last straw. So let me make that clear. I'm not being ignorant. Like I'm not being ignorant in the point of like, Oh, you don't understand. You're trying to, you're like, you don't understand. Like, he's the last straw. We can't let this happen again. I, I get that. I get it and I respect it. But, but now, but now where I'm going with this, now what I'm saying is that it's not about George Floyd no more. It's about the racial injustice of police officers. But it's like, now you're, like I said before, not only have you made this, like battlefield on both sides of the spectrum but it's like now you're making it so much harder you're i mean now you're making it so much harder now you're involving people like i said before that are not involved in the fight not every officer is a killer not every not every white person is racist and i'm not and i'm not saying that to be like the goody two shoes or the or the or the unpopular black kid that's just a coon or whatever. Like, I'm saying that because that is true. Like, I'm more than sure that we, that there are some black people here that have black, I mean, that have white friends, and they are not racist, and they are not, like, there is white protesters, like, come on. There's white protesters, like, come on. But other than making that mule point, what I'm saying is that not everyone are these killers. Like, I'm watching these videos, and what I'm interpreting from them is that we're painting the picture that 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 they are killers all cops are killers all cops are disrespectful all cops are this and that and that's not true that's not true there are cops protecting the company that i work for there are cops that protect me you know when i need them to protect me and they're and yeah okay even if they are racist they're still protecting me they're still doing that now i'm not gonna say that for every officer because there are officers that are just jackasses that are just dickheads for no fucking reason and i don't like that either myself i think it is fucking annoying that that someone doesn't help me just because of like who i am but or what i am i mean not who i am what i am but what i'm saying is we are now making the people that can support us are are going to be the enemy here because this is honestly the problem. I mean, I'm not going to say that honestly. The problem. I mean, look, can we make a counter for I mean, time I said this is the problem? Like I'm saying some shit. LOL. This is this is the situation that I've always noticed in the black community or Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter or people that are like like or like that BML kind of like thing is that they're activists but with no real activism as in and i don't mean like they're not active and they don't do anything i mean they don't do anything that essentially supports their community i find that pretty interesting because because usually there's two sides of this argument coming from like the whole black Lives matter thing 
we need white people or I hate saying that. Oh my God. Like Jesus Christ. Oh, we need white persons to, to make platform, to make us be involved and make us be equal. And the more extreme side of that argument is that we need to make our own platform that we need to make our own, you know, businesses and all that other stuff. I agree with that. I agree with the more extreme example of that. If you want to exclude white persons from your company, from your business, then so be it. If you have to promote what you're doing, please so be it. I'm fine with that. But my issue with that is that no one does it. No one does it. That's well, not enough people do it. And it's just it's just like, what the fuck It's just like? It's honestly just like a what the fuck thing that I just don't understand. And getting pushing away COVID-19 and pushing away like this whole protest, I think it's just honestly ridiculous that that black rappers, if I do have to like that, I have to make this point, don't do that. They don't help their communities after they became this and that. It's hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. It's ironically funny that that these rappers come from this. They come from the, the black rappers. I mean, majority of them come from the environment of they had nothing and then they turn nothing into something. But instead of doing some good for the community, they literally flex and they humiliate their communities and they make them look bad. And they like, like what I'm saying is it's honestly hilarious to me how like they like, I think it's what am I looking for? It's kind of insulting that they make a music video about having like all this money, but the background, like some broke ass neighborhood, like, could you like, you know, like you're talking about how your car has rims. Could you give the houses in the background a new paint job? Like. You know, I'm not saying that just because like, I'm like a, a woke brother and like my, my third eye is open. Like I'm saying that because like it's fucking is it's really insulting. Like it's so insulting. Like it's so insulting to go somewhere talking about how you have all this money, how you can do anything you can do, like you ever wanted and you don't do anything. You don't do anything with it to even support your own community. You're like selfish or whatever. And this isn't to like talk about every single rapper that is black and you know, like, that is not what, like, I'm getting at here. Um, I'm just saying there are just very few that do that. It's very small. I think you can even, like, on your hand, I want you to ask yourself, like, how many black rappers have really supported their black communities? Like, themselves. And I'm not talking about, like, through, like, some charity or something. I'm not talking about, like, some generic charity. I'm talking about, like, 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 Nipsey Hustle. Like, I mean, like, Nipsey. Like, come on, like, Nipsey has essentially became an investor of his community, has created jobs for his community, has created opportunities for a black person solely alone for the idea of just promoting his community and only his community. Who else is doing that? Who else is doing that? Who else is putting back into their neighborhood? You don't see Nipsey, you don't see Nipsey like flexing on like in the in the fucking brokest parts of like his neighborhood with five million dollar watches on and shit, you know, like having bricks of money in front of him like a fucking dumbass. Like, why do you have that much money with you in like a neighborhood that'll literally like deck you, you know, just for even wearing like a brand sweater? Like, come on. Like you don't see him doing that because Nipsey has respect for where he comes from. That's why Nipsey doesn't do that. And that's why that Nipsey provocative and and what he says in the media 
is that is to promote it. And he backs up. He is a clear example of that. You could say the same thing about J. Cole because J. Cole is really not a person that obviously, you know, adorns himself with the luxury life of being a rapper. But at the same time, I mean, I do have to give a little criticism to J. Cole as being, you know, this role model, because even though he is like this quote unquote role model to the rap game community, is very selective. Like even for his own label, there's very few people that are even in his label. Like, I'm very happy that he has underground artists, but come on, like, you need to invite a little more, you need to make more revenues or something. But this is completely derivative, and even if we were talking about this situation, I doubt that, you know, that J. Cole doing that will be the best answer for that. So don't think, like, I have this vendetta against J. Cole, even though I do. LOL. But, but what I'm getting at with this is that the same thing with, like, these communities, the same thing with these people that quote unquote represent the black community. You guys don't make platforms. You guys don't really make a lot of black businesses. You don't do anything like that. Why don't you? Why is there not a black owned grocery store yet? Why is there not a black grown grocery store yet? There needs to be one. There needs to be one. A grocery store for black fucking men. I want that. I want that. I want to be that person. I want to see someone with some fucking. With some swole ass arms in front, like I, I want, I want like some some nigga with like some swole ass arms, you know, crossing his arms in front of like the door. That's the logo, and he has like this big ass afro. He has a pick and something. I don't know, like lol. Like I want that shit. I want it. I want it. Lol. Like please, like give that to me. Like I, I want that. Like you know, barbershops are kind of like that, basically in a sense because. I mean, black-owned barbershops are essentially for black-owned people because, come on, like, a black barber is not going to do the best job in cutting, like, you know, a white person's hair unless their community, you know, has that, you know, you know, has a lot of white persons to where they actually have to invest learning that skill. Um, But, 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 but... Yeah, but, 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 but... um, It doesn't really branch off more than that, like... Black person can do more than that, like black owned black owned movies. I mean black owned movies, black owned theaters, black owned black owned malls, black owned stores. Like there needs to be more of that. I feel like that that is really the solution to it. That because I necessarily don't agree with it myself. I don't believe that I need to see a black person doing something in order for me to be encouraged to do something. But if that's what people need in order to feel like that they have to be, you know, they have to be the better version of themselves or whatever, then so be it. Then make your business, make your business, start your business. You need to do that. And you need to ask your community to not be selfish. Don't be selfish and stop. And another thing also, with the protest, you know, there's a better way to do this protest and to get your point across. And it has worked multiple times before throughout history. And that is honestly just boycotting. Or refusing to buy like those materials. That is a way to harm a business, but at the same time not do physical harm to it. Just don't buy their materials. That is a really big statement. You know, burning down buildings is one thing, but shit, your tax mo- your tax paying money is paying for those buildings to re I mean to be rebuilt. So guess what? You're losing out on that fight regardless because you're gonna have to pay that back in some way, shape, or form. But a business, a business cannot tax you. A business can't tax you outside of its business. If you don't buy anything from its business, you have essentially destroyed their business and what they do. Businesses are focused on, at least for these essential stores, in a sense, they're represented on sales. 
They're represented on that. If you don't like Gap because they're racist, then guess what? Don't buy shit from Gap. Gap will have a fucking, like, you know, problem. If you don't want to watch... If you don't like BET because the Tyler Perry movies are, like, sexist to black women, then guess what? Don't watch them. And then guess what? Then they'll be hungry for, you know, for more open, like, opinions. So, I mean, that that is the more safer... That is, a, that is the smarter opinion to do because guess what? If you don't buy from that location, you can buy from a location that actually supports you. And when they see that, oh, wow, that, that business supports me, they're going to be more likely to partner up with that business or that business is going to get more bigger and start booming more because you start investing into there. So that is personally my, like, you know, my kind of spiel on that. Especially with the whole like protesting and why I personally think that it's just a bad idea because there's a way because what I just said earlier I feel like that's just the smarter approach that is the the much wiser approach to take that doesn't do damage and doesn't hurt your ability to buy items or make people have unnecessary curfews <laughs> like just do that instead like come on uh so I kind of really like already like you know, did more than what I need to in discussing, like, these topics. Um, and I just wanted to be made very apparent, again, I know I said in the beginning, but I'm going to say it again anyway, that this is not made to, like, discriminate or to attack anyone. Yeah, I do have opinions about what the black community and what these protests can do better, and I don't exactly represent them, and I don't exactly want to be a part of their, you know, a part of their looting and all that other stuff. But I'm not going to criticize them because, I mean, I'm with them. I want the same thing as them. I'm not going to defeat my community by putting my community down. I'm just giving you guys a better answer. I'm just giving you guys what I feel like is objectively or, you know, or even like for the best of you, a solution that works out for almost everyone. So, well, not everyone, you know, for the businesses that we put out, because hopefully you guys take my idea and we start and we start boycotting. Like, come on, let's do that. I'd rather, like, not shop at somewhere than... I'd rather not shop at one place and shop at another place just to be a dickhead. Like, I like being petty. So, let's be petty. Come on, black people are known for being petty, right? Or something like that. I don't know. LOL. So, that's just where I'm getting at. Um, Again, if you do want to follow me and you do want to, like, explore more of my topics and get a good idea of who I am, you can go on my Twitter. It's really my only way of social media at the moment. I did have a Snapchat, but I'm a loser. So, I don't have it. Um, but that Twitter is going to be Rose Joint underscore, or it's going to be R-O-S-E-J-O-I-N-T. And I think it's Joints, LOR Rose Joints, and that underscore. I'm not looking at it right now, but personally, yeah. Um, also, I am doing these on Anchor. If you are viewing this on Anchor, congratulations, then you get to hear my shit. But if you're viewing this from Twitter, you should go on Anchor. I think that'll be a good way to help me. Like, you know, I'm going to try and post this on Twitter, but please go on Anchor so that way I can actually, like, get the view. Or don't. I really don't care, honestly, how I get the view. As long as really the opinion is heard and the discussion is made, that's really that. And I want everyone that's watching this that is or against my side to be better decision makers, to be better critical thinkers, and to come out of this with a more informed, educated decision on what you're doing and what you're speaking about. Because guess what? What I'm doing and what you're doing is this is the this is history that we're making. Okay, I'm starting to get a little lame and starting to become like, you know, influential in a good way and it's starting to make my guts like turn inside out lol 
So I'm just going to leave it at that. Follow me on my Twitter handle that I did put up before. And if you want to see more content or you just want to talk to me, comment, DM, whatever. Like, what am I going to do? Like, not talk to you? LOL. So that is that.